Hello and welcome to night number 17 of 31 Nights of Fright, year four, the Stephen King of horror. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Night 17 brings us to an often forgotten about Stephen King adaptation. And that's probably for good reason. Starring David Andrews, Andrew Divoff, Stephen Mocked, Kelly Wolf, and a cameo by Brad Dourif? Yeah, seriously, a cameo. This is the 1990 Ralph S. Singleton directed Graveyard Shift. The story of this one is as simple as could be. It's an old textile mill where there's lots of accidents that appears to have tons of code violations, which is why it's facing being shut down. Despicable Foreman, Mr. Warwick, played by Stephen Mock, only has about a week to get the building into shape so that it could stay open. He gets a graveyard shift working cleanup crew to get the building in tip-top shape so it doesn't close down. This textile factory is infected with rats. We also get to see the main reason of why there are so many deaths and accidents that's lurking underneath the building. So that's pretty much it as far as the story. This is a very simple story at its heart. I remember when this movie came out. I did not see it back in the day. It seemed to be in and out of theaters in no time. It does have an excellent movie poster. As a matter of fact, the movie poster is better than the actual film. I did manage to catch this one on TNT or something when I was I don't know, probably about 15 or 16. I wasn't impressed with the film back then. I'm still not impressed with it today. I don't try to go into films hating them. I also, in a recording, don't want to simply just crap all over a movie. I try to look for the good in films, even if they are bad films. Graveyard Shift, for me, makes it very hard to find the good in this one. So let's talk about that good. It's cool that they had all these rats that were trained to just go and sit there and stare at people. It does create a kind of creepy vibe. We find out very early that these rats have a taste for human blood. The opening to the film actually isn't half bad. I kind of like the opening to it. We see an unfortunate worker loading cotton into the textile machine to make yarn and thread with all of these rats that are infesting the textile mill watching him do his job. He is then killed off screen. We think it's the rats that is killing people because we see him tossing the rats into the textile machine. So you think that maybe the rats are trying to get revenge for killing their buddies. That of course isn't the case. We do see later in the film there is a giant bat lurking underneath this textile mill and I guess he just comes out and comes above every once in a while when he's hungry. Normally I would try to stay away from spoilers there, but this movie really isn't all that worthy of your time. It does have a few cool scenes, but it drags on quite a bit throughout the movie. If I remember correctly, the original short story isn't that long, and it's also not that interesting. Since I already said about the bat, it looks pretty cool. This seems like it's a relatively low-budget production, and thankfully we have a pretty good-looking creature. We do get a few deaths. They're not really that bad as far as blood and gore, but there is one moment that did impress me, and that's the hand bite-off scene for the character of Carmichael. It was pretty good. 
I saw something you don't normally see in movies, and that's a little bit of meat flying off his bloody stump where his hand had been. The only other reason to check this one out besides that cool creature is the fact that we do have Brad Dourif here. He's wonderfully over the top as the character of the Exterminator. Whether he's telling a story about his horrors with rats and how US soldiers were tortured with rats in Vietnam, the scene where he's being blackmailed by Warwick, the foreman of this textile mill, is also a highlight. The problem is, Brad Dourif is killed off way too soon. It's a serious waste of potential because his character is a ton of fun in this movie. Brad Dourif, as we know, is long-standing in horror films. He was the voice of Chucky in all of the Child's Play films. Well, except for the remake, of course, which I honestly think Mark Hamill did a pretty good job. It was a different Chucky, so it worked for that movie. But anyway, Brad Dourif is kind of a legendary actor. He was excellent in the film One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Why would this movie go and just have him for what is just an extended cameo? It just doesn't make sense to me. The other nice little thing for this movie is the fact that the character of Jane Wiskonski, played by Kelly Wolf, mentions that she's originally from Castle Rock. So that's a nice little nod to Stephen King's. Once again, it feels like there's a nice little continuity in these films, even though there isn't. So here goes with the bad. For one, I didn't care about most of the characters here. Whether they lived, whether they died, it didn't matter. All of the characters are paper thin as far as any kind of characterization. The other bad thing about this film is that it seriously drags. It's barely an hour and a half, yet it feels like it's at least two hours, or at least that's the way it felt for me. It really does feel padded throughout the entire thing. And I think that's mostly because if I'm remembering correctly, the short story that this is based on is super short. So I mostly blame the script. I don't even blame the direction. There is some questionable acting throughout the movie, but it was never bad enough that I ever wanted to stop watching the movie. I think the pacing is the actual problem. I think as far as the setup for the movie, we have all the pieces in place to have a very entertaining film. It just never gets to where it should be. In thinking about it, I'm trying to think of what I would do to actually improve the movie. I don't know, because we get a lot of padded characterization scenes that just don't seem to work properly. Maybe more of the focus could have been on the cleanup of the textile mill. Incorporate a little bit more action into the story. I don't know. I don't know how you could really make this a interesting film. And I think that's the big issue, is that the movie has all the pieces in place, it just never gets to that fun film that we hope that we would be watching. So in reality, it's a movie that I can't really recommend unless you are a Stephen King film completist, or if you absolutely enjoy this movie. If you do, by all means, please continue to do so. Maybe you're a fan of the original story. Who knows? I will have to say that at the end of the day, I enjoyed this movie more than what I did on previous viewings. And I know that I said that the movie Children of the Corn dragged, but I think Graveyard Shift has more pacing issues than what Children of the Corn had. This is probably going to be one of my least favorite films that I viewed over the course of year four of 31 Nights of Frights. 
Well, I don't know. There might be one that is worse than Graveyard Shift. I'm not quite sure on that because I've never watched the film. I only watched about maybe 20 minutes of it and shut it off. But you'll know it when you hear my episode on it. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes of 31 Nights of Frights, or Adam Analyzes, my weekly podcast, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing, go ahead and drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night. I will see you back here tomorrow for night number 18.